this West Coast life is a little bit different. Like, I don't know if it's the because I've been out here for a minute, but I'm starting to see. Like, I went to Nordstrom Rack the other day. I was like, let me go. I was like, I know I would have bought that a couple months ago. I know for a fact. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, what made you want to get your ears pierced? I just, I don't know. Like, I thought about it, and see, I got a little more facial hair now. Uh, so it, I feel like it would work a little bit better than when I was like super clean cut. So I, I, seen I, woke, I woke up this morning, I was like, let me go. I said, oh, first of all, you know, we're gonna get paid to the 15th, so relax. And then, second, <laughs> and then second of all, but I was thinking about it, I might do it. Y'all know by the 22nd, you'll know if I did or not. Hey, I feel like honestly, my head shape doesn't fit well with earrings, like, it just wouldn't look good on me. Um, but maybe that's like just my feeling from childhood. Like <laughs> I, it. I was never one of those ones that had my ears pierced. My parents were very much against it. So I don't know, maybe one day I'll be on the same wave as you and I just wake up and I'm like, hey, today's the day. Nah, is <laughs> I thought the same right? thing too until I got mine. You said what? I thought the same thing too until I got mine. And it took like literally, so I went in and I could have left the car running. Like I was there so quick doing both of them, just doom, doom. Damn. How much it cost you like to do one? So, so I went to what was it, Naughty Hits back in Columbia, and they had a special where they did them like I think it was like five dollar Tuesdays. What? I think it literally only cost like, but I think I went like after the little deal, but I still think I spent maybe like twenty bucks getting both of them pierced. Jeez. It wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. Yo, I find out that you might be there tomorrow morning for. Yeah, it's not a good. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, you got this man, Matt's head and wheels turning in his head. Yeah. And it didn't hurt that bad either. Like, it stung a little bit. It's like getting a shot, basically. But, like, yeah, it's real, it's real quick. Hey, it's much cheaper than that than that tattoo, too. Because that it was going to be one of them, too. And tattoo definitely wouldn't happen today. Yep. So. <laughs> hey, tattoos are actually highly expensive. Like, you can drop some real bread on a tattoo, but. Hey, you might as well drop a, enough bread on it so that it'll last you a, a long time. Because if you go cheap yeah. with that, that'll be on you for a, a high little minute. So permanently, oh yeah, that's a, definitely a short-term decision and have some long-term consequences. I'm trying to uh, get this full sleeve, but every time I'm about like, yo, you know, let me go ahead and book this appointment. Car problems happen or something happened major that's gonna cost y'all not this grow up this growing up living this trash. Like four hundred dollars, and then it's like, well, we can't even put the deposit. Hey, Matt, I feel like by the time we see you next, like physically in person, you're gonna look completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Tatted up arm sleeves, you got the earrings, you got the backwards hat. <laughs> Yo, it's like a forty-inch Cuban link. <laughs> Yo, I was watching the John Moran uh, docu series on YouTube. They put on, he was at Icebox in Atlanta. And they put on a chain of him so big he called a dog a dog collar. It got dog, but not. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I don't know. At some point, like I said, it's just getting to me. You're around it a lot, and you're just like, you know what? Let me just like, cause you know, sometimes you wear whatever in the house. And I walked, I kept myself walking out to my car. You know, and I live in an apartment complex. There's plenty of people. I was like, oh, you getting comfortable? So let's see what happens, man. <laughs> hey, what do they say? You're a product of your environment. There you go. Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, so, um, yeah, just thinking about, like, coming in with a cold open, like, um, like not having something particular to talk about, but I don't know if we just hopping on catching up, like, what do y'all think about a cold open? I think the road, just like how we was rolling. Honestly. We already recorded? Yep. What's up, fellas? Another episode, another season, dominate the decade. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? On, you good? On, I know you like on. that. Yeah, I know oh, you like that. How long you been back, man? Uh, we back, we back. We should time code here in August. They're recording this August 7th. Feel like it's been a long time since we've been back on, but the people have asked, so we feel like we fulfill our obligation to the masses. Hey, I feel like we actually got to look back at the first or the last time that we recorded, um, because it's been quite some time. I think that was what the the last day of twenty one that we were on. Yeah, that sounds about right. So it's been eight months, y'all. <laughs> eight months since we've had a recorded episode. Definitely not the 
the whole time that we haven't been talking to each other, um, I've been keeping up with both of y'all, but the listeners have um, quite a gap to fill in our lives. Yeah. What's been going on with y'all? I'm chilling, man. Out here in this desert. Shout out Arizona. Wait, I think people don't understand it really is 115 degrees on a daily. Some out here surviving. You know what I'm saying? West Coast living. Love to see. Well, West Coast mountain standard, but we love to see it. So is it actually like literally 115 degrees? You get in that car, you got shorts on, them pants are going, I mean, you'll pet your skin gonna burn. It's for real. I'm not playing. You go, you walk into that car, you just walk outside from your apartment to your car, you are sweating. I promise you it's for real. That's crazy. I can't do that. Hey, we all in very hot states. I feel like this summer has been crazy, crazy hot, or maybe we're just noticing it more, but North Carolina has been crazy hot. Darius, I know it's been crazy down there in uh, Florida. No, it's, it's 98 in the shade. Like, I look, I wake up, walk out my door, and, like, I usually leave for work at about, like, 8, 8.30-ish, and it's literally already in the 90s. Like, this is ridiculous. And not to mention the fact that, like, it's Florida, so it's, like, it's hot and it's humid, and then it rains constantly here, too. So it's just, like, you just really, no way around any of it. But we making it work. We vibing. We here. Uh, that's actually unbearable sometimes, like, I can do the heat, but the humidity is what really, really makes it bad. Cause it's like, you start to get sticky. You're just walking around. You're like, man, I got to take a shower. You take a shower, you go back outside, you're sticky again. You got to take another one. And hey, that's just too much for me. So I love this stuff though. This, this is home, this is home. So I'm used to it, but I swear there's something to this global warming stuff. Cause I don't remember it being this hot ever, ever. Yo, it's funny, Josh, because I feel like every time I'm talking to somebody from the Carolinas, there's always just stormed, it's about to storm, or it's currently storming. Has it been storming a lot this summer out there in North Carolina? Right, yes. Like, you know the drill. Every day, it's, like, hot all day. And then maybe around, like, 6, 7 o'clock, the rain starts coming in, and that cools it down, quote-unquote, cools it down for the night. Um, but, yeah, it's been a lot of, lot of storms. I would say out of seven days in a week, probably four days out of the week, it rains. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it seems like it's been getting it going down there. Um, y'all know I'm going to have to ask something about sports, so just prepare yourself. Any buzz about this whole Baker Mayfield situation in Charlotte? Uh, have you not really been participatory in the conversations? But I, I have to ask. It's been a going topic in my world. Yeah, no, I, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. and This is the home of the Panthers. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it as much. My brother, my younger brother, Daniel, would be the perfect person to ask for this because um, he hates the move. <laughs> he does not think it's a smart decision. Um, I'm kind of like on the fence about it. I think Baker could be a good addition. He didn't look too great in Cleveland for the past maybe two years, but he was still the number one overall pick. So I think anything would be better than Sam Darnold. It was very clear that Sam Darnold wasn't the answer. Um, I wish they would have given Cam more leeway last year to show a little bit what he could do, what he could still do. Um, but maybe who knows, maybe he was washed up. But um, I don't know. I heard it's a, a quarterback battle, though. Like Baker isn't guaranteed the, spot, the starting spot. Um, they have Sam Darnold still there, I think. And then is it the Matt Corral that they got? Out of Ole Miss. Yes, yeah. sir. They got him over there. And so I was wondering, was he going to compete? But I feel like once you bring Baker in, it's kind of like a two-headed like thing between him and uh, who's the guy there from last year? Just Sam Darnold. I feel uh, like this. so. Maybe Matt just going to learn a little bit. Yeah. What do, What do you think about it? Like you being a little removed from the situation, you just kind of looking at it as a fan. I'm a. I like Baker. I yeah. like Baker a lot. So I expect him to go in there and win that job. If he didn't win that job, it's like wow, all that to go there and be the backup. I like Matt, but I feel like they're preparing Matt to go someplace else. Like, he'll be a good backup option. I think he'll end up going someplace else, maybe be a starter. But, no, definitely when I saw Baker, now you got Robbie Anderson, uh, DL, DJ, DJ Moore, I want to say. And then, yeah. you know, with the boy from uh, yeah. South Carolina, Sha Smith. Yeah, they got a squad. They've been had a squad because, like, Christian's been in and out all the time. But they got a nice little offense, so hopefully they can tap into that. I'll be at some games, so we'll see how they do. Oh, exactly, man. It's, it's a good city to be in right now between all this going on sports-wise and then just like life. You've been to one of those soccer games yet? No, I haven't. That's actually one of the last things I want to do before the summer is up. Like, 
go to a soccer game because this is really like this is the panther city don't get me wrong but the more i i'm out whenever it's a game day these game days be packed in uptown all around like you'll see the charlotte fc so it's quickly becoming like a soccer town um and i think it's mainly because like there's nothing to do sports wise in the summer and it's like okay this is perfect opportunity um it's funny because it looks just like the Panthers colors. <laughs> like it's Charlotte has the same colors all around. Bro, that is so on point because I went, I came to town for the Dallas Maverick versus the Charlotte Hornets game. And I saw the colors and I was like, wait, why are they? It's not football season, but they're definitely going to Bank of America. And I was trying to figure it out, but I figured it was a soccer game. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So they got the same colors or not but yeah it's going and just and this is the whole, whole thing up about sports if you're listening but i just thought it was crazy because i went and saw that dallas team the mavericks played the hornets and the hornets must have beat them that they were like 25 they didn't want even close like luca got his little four they sat him down so they didn't see that same luca Doncic and his team go and go to the finals right? they won the western conference finals and beat the suns to see them then go to the, i'm like that was not the same team i watched that was not the same team i watched so just something I kind of noticed. Had to get that out there. But think about that for a minute. <laughs> also, regular season, and we can get off sports here in a second. But I feel like I gotta ask because you brought up Baker, and we talked about the Cleveland Browns. How you feel about this Deshaun situation? Like, number one, well, maybe we don't have to talk about the whole situation, or maybe we do. But the suspension, do you feel like the uh, the six games from the league is enough for what he did or did not do, quote unquote? I knew that the NFL is big about public opinion, especially how the last cases when it comes to domestic violence or any cases doing violence with women, how have gone, like they've gone really bad and the NFL has got a real bad badge put on them. So I knew for a fact that whenever I saw them six games, I'm the Deshaun's camp was like, bet we'll take six games. We'll happily sit them games out. Y'all saw they got that contract structure where I think he's going to make less than a million this year. Cause he got most of it in the signing bonus. So him and his agent, the team was like, we will not appeal. Thank you for the sanctions. Judge Robinson. We're good. But I knew that public outcry was bad. As a matter of fact, one of the guys in my job, like I literally saw the thing pop up and he was like, really? That's all they're going to do. And they gave Brady. I was like, ah, that's not going to work. Apparently, in the NFL, the, the most growing demographic or gender, whatever, is women. Like, that's growing the most. And so, therefore, that'd be a conflict of interest for them to basically do, like, six games. Yeah. And you're the category that's growing the most is women. So, I feel like they're going to give them a boy Deshaun, like, 8 to 12. Probably 8 to 12. And he'll be back uh, probably, like, week 12-ish, maybe. Seems like the NFL is trying to do a year, but that's, that's a lot. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, my boy Deshaun going to be down for a minute, but he'll be back in Cleveland after a while. And uh, he, he got one of the mega deals, so he should be all right. He's looking like he's going to be down bad. Darius, do you know about the Deshaun Watson situation? You know, um, for the listeners, real quick, y'all probably noticed that I've been silent the last few minutes. <laughs> um, a lot has changed for each one of us in the last eight months since we've recorded. But I know just as little about sports <laughs> as I did eight months ago, as I did in the almost two years that we've been reporting the podcast before that. Uh, so no, I do not know anything. <laughs> I know there was something with him. Uh, Cause I like, I'm on Twitter. So I see, you know, things here and there. Um, I know I see a lot of jokes about like him and like massage therapists and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and which so I'm assuming that all this is connected. What my, I, my bad to interrupt. I was just saying, which actually isn't funny at all. Uh, well, yeah, it's yeah, not funny yeah. at all. Definitely not a joke. Um, but yeah, so like, I know that like, you know, again, like I just know something happened with some massage therapists and whatnot. Um, and I'm assuming all this is connected. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, this is very much outside my realm of expertise. So I'm, I've just been smiling and nodding and uh-huh and yeah in this whole conversation. So yeah. So yeah no, but, but to answer your question, no, I don't know anything. Okay, gotcha. It's certainly all connected, <laughs> very well connected. Um, so for the listeners, and maybe I won't do the best job describing this, but um, the Sean Watson situation, the former Clemson quarterback, the all-star quarterback, he was um, drafted, I think, 11 overall, or maybe 12 or something like that when he came out. He's been in the league for a little while um, for the Texans, but Apparently, there was a situation while he was on the Texans, maybe for years while he was on the Texans, where um, there were situations, multiple situations, 
allegedly, um, where he was acting inappropriately with massage therapists, whether with the team or um, externally. So there was a whole investigation. I think it was upwards of like 20, 20 women or something like that. Um, I think I even saw it like over 25 at a point, which is a terrible look, terrible, terrible look for Deshaun. Um, but there was a whole back and forth about him being eligible to be still in the NFL at all. Should he be in the NFL? Um, I think it went up to um, court, like outside of the NFL. And they ended up um, settling or he ended up settling with most of the women that accused, which is its own thing in its own self. Um, but the track record is still there. People still question what actually happened. Um, just because he settled, maybe it doesn't negate that the things that happened while he was in Houston. So yeah, just a whole bunch of controversy. Um, even though in the eyes of the law, he didn't quote unquote do anything, um, the league still has to come in and provide a punishment because he violated the NFL's code of conduct. And they ended up giving him six games to start. And we'll see how that uh, how that holds up because they are appealing right now. So that's yeah, and it's, and, it, and it's weird because the NFL created this system to like go into an outside person like they went to the judge because of all the problems they've had before. And so this is the first time the system's in a place. The judge gave them a ruling that they did not like. And so they are appealing the ruling. But the, the, the caveat here is that if they give if the NFL gives Deshaun too many games, because now it's up to Roger Goodell, who's the commissioner, yeah. if they give him too many games, the NFL PA is going to sue the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you don't really want that storyline heading into the NFL season because it's like now we're not talking about football. We're talking about outside things. It's not good for PR, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a while. And it was the grand jury that he went up to the grand jury and they didn't find him to proceed for criminal. So that was kind of the thing that was kind of weird there. But it's definitely not a good look for Deshaun. And the crazy thing was like he's had such a like his name has been so clear. Just yeah. got a book that came out for so long before this came out. So I think this surprised a lot of people. And there's also just like, how do you rebuild your your public like almost like your character in the public's eye after this because it's like now you see you go to if you look at the because i follow all the browns accounts so like if you look at their training camp you see all the fans up there cheering for them and sean we're back we're at, well not we're back because they never saw him the first time but like, you're here we love you but it's like whenever he goes to these different nfl like uh these different stadiums this season depending on how many games he gets suspended as long as he's not suspended for the whole year you're gonna see kind of the other side of it it's like they, the people in cleveland love you but as soon as you walk outside of Ohio, some people, first of all, they don't want to see you win because you're a good player. But then it's kind of like, and then obviously all these cases and stuff, and the public don't really feel like, okay, Deshaun, you know, maybe he didn't do it. The public feel like he did it. A lot of times people say, well, I smoked this fire. I don't know who's the judge, but yeah. So let me to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. But uh, yeah, crazy stuff going on out here in the world. How many, so how many games are there in a season? Six, 17, right? Yeah, so it was, I think it might be 18 now. Cause it no, yeah no it's eighteen now. So they started off at sixteen with the bye week. So it was seventeen total. No, actually you're right. It's seventeen, um, but it's eighteen total weeks because each team has a bye week. So yeah, eighteen, um, seventeen total games. So he's missing six as of right now. Okay, so about like a third of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And the thing that I just want to throw this out there, like apparently Peyton Manning, when he had the whole deflate gate gang or deflating footballs, he got four games. So that's what everybody's kind of scaling off of. It's like, so bro was deflating footballs, giving four games, all these charges, six, doesn't seem proportional. And so a lot of the opposite sides of the argument, that's their case. It's like, no, 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 we need to see more than that for like 23 cases, however many there was. And so is there like some sort of like action step that he's supposed to take during that time, like, is it, or is it just he sits out six games? It's funny you say that. I was just listening to Colin. Josh, what are you saying? My bad. I was just saying that's it to, to my knowledge, but Colin, Colin, Colin. Yeah, I was listening to Colin Cowherd, and he was saying that what some of them are, uh, the teams or NFL saying they also wanted to go to some type of rehab to mm -hmm. figure out why this was the case. That was the first I had heard of that, though. Before that, and I was like, I heard that, I think, on Thursday. Before that, I hadn't heard anything of any rehab. It was just like, no, we're going to sit out. And then they were thinking, well, because you and your agent, shout out, his agent is David Magatti. It's, it's a weird name, but that brother's powerful. He, yeah. he, he's like, has half of the NFL. 
But uh, because of the way they structured that contract, they're like, no, we want a heavy fine because he's not really going to get fined anything because the way they con- the way they scheduled that contract out to the point where it's like he's not really going to be missing any money. Yeah, Deshaun's agent name is um, David Mulugeta. And the only reason I know that is because I have a good friend, shout out to my boy Caleb, who is his last name is Mulugeta and he's Nigerian. And he told me this was a Nigerian. Um last name so no ethiopian i'm so sorry ethiopian um, i'm not gonna lie like it's kind of giving me iss vibes like y'all remember in school when they were just like you know kid acts up in class you know you send them to iss but it's just like okay i just got a vacation from the teacher which probably aggravated me so now i can actually just kind of chill so like what are you actually like solving yes i think that's such a good point because like when they do suspend players and there's nothing to do in between it's like did you really learn a lesson? I mean, they got hit where their wallet is because they don't get paid for those games and stuff. But is there any course of like change? And even with much more serious things like Ray Rice, you know, like Ray Rice, um, who assaulted his girlfriend like terribly in that elevator. Um, I'm th- I think he was kicked out of the NFL just like out like that, but there wasn't any rehab or anything. The only instance where I think the league came with some rehab um, like program or anything was Michael Vick with those dogs. Um, I think they said, and we have 10 minutes left on this thing. I think they said um, he was suspended for, it might've been a a whole year at the time. It might've been multiple years, but in that time before he was to come back into the league, uh, he was having to like do some rehab around dog training, anti uh, dog fighting, stuff like that. So you can see like how that affected his life and he's back on um sports casting stuff he's back on espn and everything and he even played after that too um but it makes you wonder if they should insert some sort of rehabilitation program along with these suspensions to maybe actually make some change i'm definitely i agree with you i agree with you it's kind of like you know it's crazy because i didn't even learn about the whole and this is not criminal this is offset a different thing the whole thing about going to jail, this is, I learned this at USC and on those classes, it's, you're supposed to be rehabbed, right? Right. Or you're yeah. supposed to like, like, that's the whole purpose of it. And so therefore you come out a better individual and then how that rarely is the case. It's because the people just put in cages. That's something I learned at USC. Shout out USC. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've been there, but that's definitely, you know, if everybody be saying like, I go to college. College is a scam. I, I wouldn't say all of that. I actually learned some stuff that I never would have known any other way. So shout out the University of South Carolina. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that actually that brings up a good point because I know with prison, for example, but kind of like you say, it's not rehabilitative. Like you people actually go into prison and learn how to be better criminals. So they end up going, they do the stuff and then don't, won't be caught for it the next time. So it's like, okay, if you're suspending people for doing this stuff, but then never doing anything to like change their thought patterns. To me, that's not saying this person's not gonna do it again. It's saying, I'm just not gonna get caught next time. Mm. Like I'm gonna be better about doing whatever dirt I gotta do. I'm gonna do it more secretly so y'all don't find out about it. If anything, that's actually worse than them just doing it the first time. Straight up. So who are you actually helping when you're doing this? And I think a lot of it comes down to some people view this system it's flawed in, in its own right um, from the start. But some people view it as, okay, this is just a punishment for the crime instead of, well, we're trying to correct this behavior so that they're able to come back into society. Obviously, it's a case-by-case thing. Like, there's certain behaviors you, you can't and shouldn't correct. Um, but I don't know. Looking at it just as a punishment thing, it's very... I would say it's giving God complex, as people would say. Very much so. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really like the prison industrial complex at all, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Hey, it was funny because we started talking about this. I was like, we're going here, but it's going to be very interesting how far this goes. Because you know, like, this, this thing can go all the way to the top. Yep. So I talk about the 13th <laughs> Amendment. Just, <laughs> just <Yep. like, laughs> the documentary on Netflix, 13th. Y'all know y'all seen that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Another thing, USC, I think, I don't know if it was one of the um, the meetings we used to have in a lot of tour, and they're like, you got to watch 13. Like, let me go check this thing out right quick. That was a solid documentary. I don't know who wrote it, but it was good. Everybody Hold on, wait, watch. didn't we have an episode on 13? 
this is a reminder because in case some of y'all did no, in case some of y'all didn't listen to it, go let me go watch it. Go watch it now. This is a reminder. That's all it is. No, that sounds real familiar though. I, I've so Ava DuVernay, she was the one that uh she directed it. I don't know who wrote it. I know she directed it though. Shout out to Ava DuVernay. Love her. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure we talked about it though. That sounds real familiar. I just checked. It is episode four of the Dominate the Decade podcast, Land of the Free, recorded on June 29th, 2020. So if you haven't listened to that yet, this would be a perfect time and watch 13th documentary. And then spin Same, it back again. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Shameless. On our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this um this file is still converting to apparently it has to convert and it takes quite a while after you like record um, yeah. and then export it as an MP4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, my computer's like damn near out of storage uh now. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta cut this stuff up. There are a lot of the old episodes. Mm-hmm. We gotta save the intellectual property, but uh, <laughs> they gotta go for the storage reasons. Hey, I've been thinking about getting a, uh, what do they call it, thumb drive? To like extract all of the data that's on my computer. So I can just have, if I need it, only the important stuff. Maybe I just need to clean out my whole desktop. But I recently got a new um, work computer I've had this one since I started. Um, I was actually just reaching out to the IT people asking for another charger. And they were like, um, we see your computer is outdated. We'd love to see you a new one. I was like, hey, bet. I'll, I'll take a new computer. So um, I'm going to need to extract the, the info that's already on here anyway. So I feel like it could be a good time to do what you were saying, Matt. Like, go ahead and clean your own up. Yeah, no, for sure. Maybe from looking to give it to you, it's like, by all means, send that this way. No hesitation. No, for real. Hopefully, FSU gets me set up with another. So I have a computer. I think they're trying to get us laptops, though. And that would be smooth. Mm. So, yeah. What um what computers do you have? I, so I don't know what it is, but it's like those generic, like, doctor's office type computers that they have set up. And it's just not, it's, it's not working for me at all. Mm. So... So yeah, what you got? Like man? my mouse does this thing where like it'll freeze, like right when I move it, and then the second I don't need it, that's when it's good, and then it makes this noise every time I try to move it too. So it's just like can't win for losing. But but yeah, hey hey, you need to go to whoever's in charge of like you know I don't know if it's IT or tech support or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know how like you had to cook out and all your uncle or some club, you'd be like, what you gonna do with all that money? Go ahead and as you need to do, like y'all got all that money. I know y'all got a grant somewhere. Right? Go ahead and get us some MacBooks. Quit playing. No, for real. Like you know they making money too down there at Florida State. It's so much money. <laughs> I think it's so much money going around, especially at this school. That's crazy. crazy. Man, what um what computer you have? Yeah, I'm still rocking with the MacBook, but I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh at work, we I've really started to like that double screen. Yeah. So I guess it's really I the double screen. That once you get used to that, going back to that one, and I, y'all know me, I like to have two hundred thousand tabs open. So like going back to this one screen control and all is really not cutting it for me. So at some point, you know, nowadays in desktops you don't see too many of those. But I feel like even at whatever house I get, like I, I do want a desktop with those two. You know, you have your laptop, whatever, but those desktop with two screens, you watching this, and, ah, great situation. Hold on. Do you have like the two screens where you can go from one screen to another? And then we got the laptop at the bottom. So you really yeah. got three screens, man. So you got Slack open down uh, here. Shout out Slack. I remember when somebody first put me on Slack in like 2018, 19. Like, don't nobody use this. Who wanna use it? Slack is like the thing for most companies, it seems like. Yeah. Darius, y'all use Slack? I don't know what that is. That's just about to ask. Josh, y'all use it? We don't use I know what Slack is. I've used it in the past before. My organization uses Teams, which put Teams in the ground. I'm not a fan of Teams. <laughs> we might as well switch to uh, to Slack at this point. But yeah, I, I know what it is. And it's a lot, I will say. Like, there's so many different functions. But in order to stay organized, sometimes you need that. No, exactly. Because I remember when I was doing a radio station at USC, that was the first time that I had even heard of it. And I was like, there's put this in this channel. I'm like, just text it to me. Let's get a group message going. And like, we don't really need to do this. And this when I was doing the thing with ESPN, I was like, all right, bet. And they were using it heavily. And obviously that was remote. So you really didn't have no choice. They, they, they were not going to text it to you. You need to just get updated with the times, or whatever. 
And then uh, obviously this job right here at Emerge, shout out Emerge. Uh, they use Slack heavily and stuff. So I've had to kind of learn how to use all the channels and something, but it can be quite overwhelming. Like I feel like most of the time, for the most point, when people first get Slack, it's like, shut the computer. No, <laughs> I will, I'll walk over there and talk to them. It ain't even worth all this. So it's basically like Teams? It's like it, but in the, the most plain way I can put it, it's a, an effective way for a lot of people to be able to communicate in different, in one place throughout with like different channels. That's the best way I could put it. There's a lot going on with it, but it's like, we got 60 workers in here and we can't use a group message. Mm-hmm. So we'll divide you up into categories, which is what you call channels. And then you just like put your, like you just message through those channels. I got you. Okay. Yeah, so it's like one system. I don't know when it was created. It's crazy to think like all this stuff at some point was just a little startup. Somebody yeah. thought of something. They're like, nah, man, I don't like it. And then next thing you know, a lot of major companies are using that. Crazy to think. And it's funny I bring that up because like they're actually, so they're about to put all of FSU, like they're moving all of us to teams. Yeah. So it's just like, granted, it's okay. It's not like my favorite thing in the world. Like it's good to just be able to like instantly connect with people, but also sometimes I just don't want people to instantly connect with me. You know, like I, I want to be a little evasive like <laughs> out of the office, even though I'm in the office type thing. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out, but we'll see. Darius, I feel you on that one because I be trying to be evasive all the time. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a big seen not heard type guy, and, and sometimes I'm a heard not seen type of guy. So depending <laughs> on the day, depending on the mood, I be trying to navigate the spaces as efficiently as pro- as possible. So I feel you on that. But and when yeah. y'all mentioned Teams, y'all are talking about Microsoft Teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the main ones that I've heard Teams, Slack. Um, some people use uh, GroupMe sometimes. That's a little bit um, like less professional. Um, yeah. There's some other ones too. Some people still use Skype for like the video messaging thing. Um, I'm not sure what else is out there, but there's so many like office corporation tools out there that it's too many to count. And you just got anybody saying you got the traditional Google, you know, Google Hangouts. Yeah, drive all this. It seems like weirdly enough, a lot of places like your email just naturally built into Google. Yeah, so you could do like the uh, whatever. But some places are Microsoft. Like I know Clemson for a fact was Gmail, while USC uh, obviously was Microsoft Teams or whatnot. So everybody, everybody got their own little thing. It sounds like FSU was adopting the SEC model and going with the uh, Teams though. It's all Microsoft. Mm. So I'm trying to think about like what to get into now. I know there's been too much stuff to cover since we last recorded um so i'm kind of just looking in the last couple of weeks like what's been going on that's been on y'all's mind i know one major thing the note movie jordan peele that was out um had a chance to see that but is there anything going on i want to take our time on on note there was a lot to discuss this is even something we just kind of get into like the the next part of the thing but like i just be at work honestly like i'll be at work I come home, I try to stay out the way because like monkeypox and all that type of stuff. Uh, I do not be trying to be in the mix with anybody. Um, and so, yeah, I've really been like kind of a little bit of a hermit here lately because you kind of have to be. Yeah. There's one pandemic to the next. What's going to be next? I don't know. <laughs> there is. That's the key point in all of this. Like, I feel like one constant that has been very prevalent since we started this podcast, there's been a pandemic going on <laughs> no matter what year it's in. If it's 2020, 2021, 2022, there's a pandemic going on. Now it's monkeypox. So, dang, it seems like we can't catch a break. It's always something new. I feel like in the past, probably like week, that's when everything is like exploded and it's turned mm-hmm. into this whole global health emergency, just like COVID. That's actually crazy that you bring that up. Yeah, I don't know how we forgot about that either. It's like, okay, let's 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 do this. Let's like a regional check. Josh, Charlotte, how big are people on masks right now? Non-existent, non-existent. Like, I would say out of every 100 people, 10, 10 wearing masks. So like one out of 10. Um, What about out there in Arizona? 100, it really depends on where you are. I'm going to say, really? It's actually been kind of come back up. I would say probably about 17. 
It's okay. been coming back up. What about you, Darius? What are you thinking of Florida out of 100? So it's Florida. So what I'm about to, probably about to say is not surprising. Uh, out of 100, I'd say a smooth like five or six. Mm. Uh, like actually, it is so crazy. I went, so I had to drive back home to South Carolina like last week. But anyway, I stopped at a gas station in Florida before I, you know, made the whole trip. And tell me why, not only are these people not wearing masks, like I'm talking no shirt, no shoes, just barefoot in the middle of a gas station outside. It's been raining, so the ground is wet, just gasoline and germs everywhere. And so you really <laughs> wouldn't know that there ever had been any pandemic, much less two, <laughs> in the last like two years. Uh, so yeah, no, masks are not a thing. Uh, COVID very much still is a thing, but masks non-existent. Uh, Honestly, they're just like, you know what? We just gonna ride with it. We gonna party, we gonna do whatever it is we gonna do. Uh, and so yeah, to, to go back to my previous comment, that's why I be in the house. Cause these people doing too much, too much and not enough at the same time. <laughs> Yo, this my, this monthly parks thing, I think that thing has gotten, so I was apparently outside of Florida. That thing has gotten a lot of people attention because that thing looks rough. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you, and then it's like you hear about it enough, so I think most people logically go Google it, and it's like, Ooh. and then I don't know if y'all saw, but when I saw that New York was like in a state of emergency, I'm like, wait a minute, if you're in a state of emergency, there's a decent amount of people getting this to the yeah. point where they're like making this a thing, you know, because it, it seems like for a while here, you go on Instagram or Twitter, and you'll see like a new virus has came out or something. You're like, okay, another one, like, oh, are these like factory made at this point? Like, what? But whatever you start, like when you see that one, that wakes you up in a hurry. It's like, ooh. Mm -hmm. you, you're easily like, okay, stay away from me. Or let yeah. me mask up. Like, no matter if you're in Florida, Arizona, or North Carolina, it's like, nah, let me mask up. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Cause that, that didn't get your attention. Like, and I hope this doesn't like offend anybody what I'm about to say next. But y'all know, like, back in, back, I'm sure y'all Sunday school back in the day. And mm -hmm. they used to talk about uh, leprosy. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel like that monkeypox thing is because of how it looks. When you see that, it's like, oh, that's that thing. And you remember how they used to talk about Sunday school? Like they would divide those people and put them over there. I ain't saying that's what we're going to do here. But I'm saying like that, the type of feel monkeypox gets you. Because it's just like, it's a look. Seeing like COVID, a lot of people are in the hospital, a lot of people died and stuff like that. Because some people are kind of playing with it. Like, yep. oh, I don't think there's ain't nothing to that. I don't wear no mask. But that thing, think twice about getting this monkeypox. You'll say that you think twice about putting yourself in position potentially get it you know what I'm saying? no i think that's valid like the fact that you can't see COVID, i think like you said it made people kind of take it as a joke take it to play with but like you can see this whole monkeypox thing yeah nah mm. granted i think people will take it more seriously hopefully but then yeah i i, and I, also, I hope it doesn't become the type of thing where like if you get it you kind of like you know pushed aside in society but like I can also see that because we just live in a very like image generation like everything is like like how you look how you present yourself so on and so forth so like something like that that is like for lack of a better phrase like disfiguring yeah there you go that's gonna be crazy to see how that like plays out 100 percent. hey it's crazy that you brought up the uh comparison with the bible I've been um doing a little bit more study in my bible recently um, and I said this passage to you, Adarius, but when you were talking about uh, Florida, it reminded me of that verse um, where God said, they wake up early to do wickedness. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like, I feel like you were talking about Florida, God. <laughs> Imagine being like the governor of Florida <laughs> or whatever it is. And just like somebody thinks of that of your state. <laughs> no. Um, that's so accurate. So yeah, that's been going on. Hopefully it is uh, much shorter than the last pandemic. Hopefully we can get this under control and people take it seriously. Um, but on a, on a brighter note, um, I checked out the movie Nope on opening weekend. Um, it came out two weeks ago. We're recording this on August 7th. Um, so it came out like late June, July. Um, I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. If y'all have seen it already, um, I thought it was a, such a different movie than I've seen recently, which of course is Jordan Peele and he comes with a lot of hype. Um, but I thought it was amazing. Like, I really, really liked it. I already love Jordan Peele because I think he's a very 
intellectual guy. He um, thinks about things deeply. He portrays things deeply. There's a lot of like hidden messages, which is the case in all of his films. Um, obviously, Get Out is the most popular one, probably his best one. Probably, I don't want to say the best one he'll ever do, but it's hard to top Get Out. Um, I didn't really like Us very much. I felt like there were a few things missing. Um, but the things that were missing in Us, I feel like he delivered in Nope. Um, and I kind of got a little bit of a feel of Get Out with some of the things that he was touching on. Um, so I hope you guys felt the same way and thought that it was a good movie. But if you didn't, let me know as well. We can talk about that too. Before Darius goes, I just want to let y'all know, I definitely plan on going to see it. I had heard of it, I think like once or twice, and then the guys put in the group chat, I'm like, oh, I gotta go see it, just haven't had a chance to do so yet. But it, you said the guy's name that's like, you said it directed it, is it Jordan Peele, you said? Jordan Peele, yeah, who was the, it started off with him and Michael Keegan, who did the Key and Peele show, if the listeners didn't know, but now they both stemmed into their own creative adventures and Jordan Peele is now a very very award-winning director um he's that, held in high regard that's what I was about to say it's it's crazy that like it's like maybe you know the movie or not but you know his name mm-hmm. so it's like he's tapped into a level of creativity that certain people just go see the movie just because he did it mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's like because of what maybe some hidden imagery or whatnot or some like some plot lines or whatnot that you may or may not recognize in the movie but I just think that's kind of dope that it's to the point now that you know his a lot of people in his in his position you don't know the name you know the movies they do but like him is like it's his name that kind of attracts things but Darius so that, that's my little spill on it Darius what do you think of the movie no so um so I agree with Josh I would say that like out of his three movies Get Out Us and Nope Get Out is definitely like First off, Get Out is one of my favorite movies, period. Um, Definitely one of my favorites of his. I also, I didn't like Us as much as the other two, but I will also say that like the other two I've seen multiple times, Us I've only seen them once. And I feel like with Nope specifically, so I've seen it twice now and I liked it more on the second go through because I like picked up on things that I missed the first time. and I think the same thing with Get Out, too. Like, his movies get better each time you watch them, which is, I think, another interesting thing that, like, most other people can't really, like, accomplish. Um, well, and this also could just be a personal thing. I know me. I'm not a rewatch movies frequently type of person. Like, I watch a movie once, and if I don't see it again for another two, three years, then I'm good. Uh, but literally, so I saw no, and I think I saw it again, like, two days later. Like, that's, that's how good it was to me, at least. Um, so yeah, great rewatch value. And that's probably why I didn't like us as much. Um, but yeah, definitely excited to see, you know, what Jordan Peele has, you know, in store next. Uh, but I think that's another thing I really like about him is the fact that like he, even though I didn't like us, it was still a good movie, just wasn't necessarily my favorite. And so he does consistently, I think, put out like good content and like thought provoking stuff that kind of makes people think. Um, on a level that I don't think other movies kind of like get you to think about. Um, and yeah, and I think he does it like in a way that even if you don't get the the deeper message behind it, you still come out having watched a good movie. Hey, I think that's a good point on the rewatchable thing. Having Get Out, which is a, an instant classic. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that multiple times. I've seen it at least four times, I know. Um, I'm just like you, Darius. I watched Us once. And I didn't watch it again. So I wonder what my thoughts would be on it now, knowing that I've watched Get Out multiple times and now I've watched Nope multiple times. I've seen it three full times. I've been to the movies three times. Did I fall asleep in the movies? Yes, I did. So I was <laughs> 2.5. Um, but it was a movie where you could rewatch it and you pick up something else every time. Um, which I felt like was lacking in us a little bit. I felt like it was a little predictable. I didn't like how they revealed the main opposition, kind of like the the inverts of themselves. They revealed that very soon, so it kind of spoiled the movie for me. Um, And surprisingly enough, he kind of did this in um, the movie Nope, but it was in a different way where you're still kind of lingering and questioning what even is this? What even is going on? Um, Almost until the very end. So I thought it was a very well-crafted movie. Like visually, it looks amazing. Like 
that's definitely one where you'll want to go to the movies and see it and hear it all around you. Um, I really enjoyed seeing it on opening night because you get those live reactions. You get people laughing, clapping even. Sometimes that's annoying, but uh, you get people's live reactions. Um, and yeah, it seemed like the general consensus in the theater was that it was a really good movie. Funny, um, captivating, like it held your attention. Um, just a lot of different things where you look for in a good movie. I'm trying to see what this nope is doing at the box office. I would I would assume it's doing pretty good. Um, the one thing I will kind of say, from just like a, I'm gonna say like a black culture standpoint, I don't like how people are acting like this is Kiki Palmer's like breakout role. Yes, because Homegirl has been, Kiki has kept a job for as long as I can remember. Like I remember her at like Barbershop too. Yep. From then on, like Akilah and the B, like yep. Kiki, Kiki Palmer has been like a constant fixture in like pop culture, specifically like black pop culture, since literally like, I'm pretty sure so she can like walk. Like she's she's been in the game that long. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I don't remember a time where Kiki Palmer wasn't relevant, like in my life. And I'm 24, yeah. I'd be 25. So that's a 25 year career. And she's what, she might be 35? Maybe she's not. Yeah, she's only like a, a couple years older than us. Yeah, so like, I don't yeah. think she's thirty yet. That's a pretty successful career already, and she's been in some pretty big movies. She's been in this Note movie. I mean, that's the biggest movie out right now. Um, you mentioned Akilah and the Bee, which was my favorite movie growing up. Like, I really like that. I felt represented in that movie. But oh, yeah. I remember as I said, I remember jumping on Disney yeah. Channel was on there. And then you think about it too, True Jackson VP was like a TV show, so it was kind of recurring. So now she been in the game for a little while. I think she went, she went to North, Rich Northeast one day. I think I was out sick. And they're like, Kiki Palmer came. Like, God, of course she would come that day. But uh, now she's been in the game for a hot minute. She's a legend. And she really, really showed her prowess in this movie. I feel like this is peak Kiki Palmer. Like, she was acting her ass off, honestly. She's very funny, very personable. Um, I like how her character was kind of contrasting with her brother, Daniel Kaluuya, um, him in this movie, who was a very kind of reserved, laid back, chill. He didn't really say too many words in the movie, which is very different from him. Um, mostly he's in a lot of uh, movies and shows where he's talking a lot. He even has monologues. I remember the first time I saw Daniel Kaluuya was in um, Black Mirror. I think it was... Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the third episode in Black Mirror, it was the one um, where he had to go on like a, an award show or something. Um, I was like, man, he's a really good actor then. Then obviously he was in Get Out. He has done a lot of stuff with Jordan Peele. Um, speaking of Kiki Palmer and her track record, I think maybe like 10, 20 years from now, we're going to look at Daniel Kaluuya as like a Denzel, as like, one of these people that has been in all of these big, big movies, these cultural movies, because if you think about Black Panther, Get Out, like, nope, all of these different movies, like, these are big, big movies that he starred in, like, been the main person in. Um, and he's in The Black Messiah, too. Yes, yes, I forgot about that another, one. Too. Another banger. Yeah, yeah, so he's been down for the culture since the beginning, so this is probably going to be, look back at a, a pretty star-studded movie. Um, later down the line I was listening to somebody talk about uh, on the podcast about how like it is to be an actor and having to like you can't just go from like a fun movie to like a horror film into this like you have to the audience has to under like have, almost watch you develop into that character so therefore it's not like why is he playing this when he's a funny guy it might have been Kevin Hart, as a matter of fact, who kind of brought it up. And it's like, okay, I got to bring y'all from being the comedian funny guy to being the guy in the action film and stuff like that to where it makes sense. So I always thought it's kind of interesting. It's like to be able to play different roles and different things. And the audience is never sitting there wondering, why is he in this? He doesn't belong in these type of films. So something definitely to, um, to kind of notice. I think um, that's an interesting point. Um especially thinking going back to Denzel, I know I, I know, I mentioned it for a little second. I was having this conversation with someone the other day and not to get too far off a note, but I want to hear y'all's opinion. So I came with the perspective that if Denzel is like the peak of acting, 
Um, let's say he's in a tier of his own. Agree or disagree on that? Y'all let me know. I think he's in a tier of his own all time. In that next tier, there are some very high-level people. Who would y'all put in that next tier? Because for me, it came down to Morgan Freeman, um, Will Smith, Lawrence Fishburne, um, and there's one more than Samuel Jackson. I was just about to say him. I, I just feel like when it comes to black actors, I feel like those five are all just like at the top, at the peak of everything movie. Um, and, and are there any other people that I'm missing out of? And I know I just included males, um, but also I know there's some females on that list too. Would you have to put? I can't. Why am I dropping her name right now? Um, said it all. Um, Queen Latifah. Yes, I don't know why I dropped her name. Would you have to put her in that category? I, I think she's up there. I don't know if she's been in as many like cultural cultural movies. She's okay. been in a ton. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting Queen Latifah, but when I think of like Morgan Freeman, when I think of Denzel, like. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson's been in Pulp Fiction. He's been in all these other movies. Like, I don't know. What What do you think, Darius? I don't know. So, in terms of actors, I feel like. So I feel like I can't think of any now, but I feel like I'm gonna wake up at like four o'clock tomorrow morning and just suddenly remember somebody. Um, but in terms of actresses, like I don't think we can talk about talent in the black community without bringing up Angela Bassett. Yeah. Who's my favorite actress of all time? Yeah. Uh, Viola Davis, again, a given. Regina King, she's another one. Um, who else do I just really love? I'd say um, Whoopi Goldberg is up there too. She is, for sure. I think on that next tier, you know, you kind of just see this and that this person has just been around a long, maybe not that tier, but just somebody else thinking of has been around. Gabrielle Union's been in the movie industry for a while now. Mm-hmm. She's been, because there's like some old films I think I was watching not too long ago, and it's like she's there, and it's like, I didn't realize that was Gabrielle Union back then, but she's, she's been in some, not that tier, but as yeah. we're talking about like in those next tiers and stuff like that, she's definitely been in uh, there for a while now. Matt, I had that same exact thought watching a movie, um, Jada Pickett-Smith, I did not know that like she was as big as she was. And maybe it's just me being uncultured. Um, but she was in a ton of movies. I think in like the the 80s, like early 80s was her like coming out party. Um, hella fine, hella fine whenever she was in her day. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was definitely um, a big actress then. So she might be on the list too. Is that, was that, what's that movie that was based out in California where she has the son? Is that Boys in the Hood? Mm. I'm gonna find that one. I promise. Oh I'll wait, no, because I know exactly what. I I was like, oh, she's in there, and I think a lot of people remember her from Hawthorne for those so many seasons. I want to say Hawthorne but, was a, that was such a good show that people slept on. I love Hawthorne. Yeah, hold on, Jada. Whoa, what is that one that Jada was in? This is California. She has a little son. It's like I don't think it's Boys in the Hood, but it was. Is it Jason's lyric? It might have been. We'll find it. There is. That's the one I was watching where I realized, wait, this is Jada Pickett-Smith. Like, I didn't know that it was her. Um, but yeah, that's the one I was watching that made me realize that that's who that was. I'm trying to think of the movie that you're talking about. Um, yeah, was it Menace to Society? That's it, because it's all the excessive cussing. That's it. I get her and Nia Long confused yeah. in, like, 90s movies, because I feel like you could, swap, you could swap them two in and out. Nia Long's another one, but yes, that's 100. Because I was listening to Lorenz Tate saying, because I, Lorenz Tate and Nia Long were in... Love Jones, that's where I got my name from, actually. There you go. They were in love. (laughs) Let's circle back to that, Adarius. (laughs) (laughs) But but they were both in Love Jones and Lorenz Tate, which I've become a major fan of. You know, he was in Dead Presidents and a lot of other ones. He was saying that a lot of people want uh, Love Jones too because of the chemistry and stuff, but he said they would have to wait to the right script. But yeah, no, Darius, you got Menace to Society. That movie, man, there better not be no child nowhere near you when you turn on Menace to Society. That thing is custom from the beginning all the way through it. But yeah, it's crazy. Even when you talk about like Lauren London, like if you've ever seen her on ATL at first, and then it's like, you've seen how her career is like progressing. Then it's like, wow. Because I, I was watching ATL not too long ago. I'm like, oh, man. Lauren London was like surreal young back then. And, you know, as we've seen things continue to go further. 
So circling back to your story about your name, Adarius, I know we're, we got to wrap up pretty soon, but yeah, okay. right, you got to tell the story about your name because what? Okay, so bet. Um, so initially my name, so my birth name was Sean Deontay Simpkins the second, because uh, I'm named after my uncle. Uh, but my mom, you know, she decided for, for her reasons that she wanted to change it. And so Love Jones had like come out, you know, kind of recently before I was born. And Lorenz Tate's character in that movie, his name was Darius. And so she's like, okay, cool. Darius Deontay Simpkins. Also, I don't think this is a security question for any of my like information, but if y'all listen to this, like don't try and do me dirty. Like I'm giving y'all my government name, but don't do nothing with it, please. Anyway, so Darius Deontay Simpkins, that's where we at. Uh, and so I think it was like my uncle's girlfriend at the time. She was like, oh, Darius is not that unique. You should add an A to it to make it like more unique. And so that's how we got a Darius. So. That makes sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Very logical. Hey, not even gonna lie for a second. I know we've had the conversation about uh, <laughs> astrology signs, and I know you, Adarius, are an Aquarius. Yep. For a second, I was like, "Wait, that's too much of a correlation." Is your name based off of this astrology sign? But that story is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot better. <laughs> that's funny. No, me and me and Mama would have to have a very serious conversation if that was the case. <laughs> that's funny that's funny um i know we started this conversation talking about nope um maybe we do leave this as like a, a spoiler free episode so maybe we just go into like ratings of the movie matt you haven't seen it yet but Adarius, i'm curious to hear what your um overall rating of the movie was and if the viewers listeners should go see it gotcha so yeah so you know my rating out of 10 which is really based on nothing um so I will say the first watch, I'll give it like a solid like eight and a half, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, second watch, bumped it up to a nine and a half for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it is an almost perfect movie. Mm -hmm. um, I would 10 out of 10 recommend anybody go see it. Um, and I would also recommend that you see it more than once. I think that's a healthy recommendation. I think that's uh, honestly perfect. I feel the same as you. My rating has gone up since the first time I watched it. I'd say I started at probably like the same as you, an 8.5. I was like, whoa, what was that? This is so different. I haven't seen a movie like this. It's a, talking about aliens, which isn't too much of a spoiler, but it talks about it in such a different way that it's something that I haven't like thought about before. So creativity is up there. I would give it an 8.5 off first watch. Um, when I went back the second time, I had done some research before I've got the chatter and information from the Twitter, the socials about the fan theories and stuff. And through the description of some very smart people on Twitter, I actually understood it a little bit more and what the premise was. So that's when I also think it bumped up to like a 9.5 for me after the second watch. I'll say after the third watch, well, the, the second and a half watch <laughs> because I did fall asleep. Um, I bumped it back down to a nine solely because I started to realize that there were some plot holes that were pr pretty minor, but major when you think about the story of the movie. Um, like, why did this happen? This led to this, but why did the original this happen? Um, some of the stuff is like, you have to suspend disbelief. Um, and I don't always like to do that because I like for things to be as real as possible. Um, or as logical as possible. But then again, you're also seeing a movie about an alien that's eating all these people. Um, so you can't suspend disbelief too much. But yeah, I it, think it's definitely worth the watch. You should watch it at least once, preferably twice, maybe not the third time or you'll fall asleep. Um, but yeah, I think everybody should go watch it. It was a, a really good movie. Go support Jordan Peele. And yeah, make sure to take some notes in the movie or check out a YouTube video. I had this really good YouTube video that helped me a lot in understanding what it actually was about. So if anybody needs that, hit the Dominate the Decade page on Instagram. I will say, don't dog on Twitter accounts. Them things break them stuff. And I don't care if it's an album. I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care what's going on. Them Twitter accounts, they break that thing down to the T. Hey, have you thinking that, looking at it like, I never even would have noticed that. And it's funny because before, you used to probably talk to the people around you, maybe your peers, maybe call your grandma or something if you got long distance. But nowadays, you just look on Twitter and like they will break everything down into like the signs and stuff you maybe or may not have seen. 
but maybe that's just because there's a lot more people are like in that community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's just Twitter in general. Everybody has a PhD in <laughs> everything. So yeah, but a lot of really good breakdowns on Twitter too. Yeah. Hey, um, I know we only got a couple minutes left, y'all. But anything else going on that y'all want to touch on before we wrap up? Nah, man. I think that's just about. It. It's been a good episode to come back on. I feel like. I feel like this kind of just went a whole bunch of different places, but that that's good for this episode. I think that's good for the season. Hopefully that's what the people like to hear. If not, just act like it. You Darius? My heart and mind is clear. Mm. Hey, you know, you know what the pastor says, if all our hearts <laughs> and minds are clear, we can go ahead and say amen and get up out of here. So appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Dominate the, Be- Do- Dominate the Decade podcast. Why am I having such trouble saying this? Like, that's how you know it's been too long, y'all. Like, I can't even say the name of the podcast. So, appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Dominate the Decade podcast. This is Josh. I'm mad. This is <laughs> hey, we a little rusty this time, guys. But coming back next time, we're gonna put in some practice, have some more, uh, some more cool conversations, and we'll chop it up next time. But all right, guys, peace. Peace. See y'all.